You've got a passion for the outdoors, a desire to feel the warm sun on your face, the sound of your fly line whipping through the air, the pop of the water as the fish inhales the fly you just found in the floorboard of your truck. You need to feel the cool waters on your feet, the crisp north breeze of a November morning, the sound of a turkey gobble, the December rut, the chills of an elk bugle in September. It's the longing passion to chase your obsession. This is what we share. This is what we preach. Welcome to Honey Hole Hangout. Welcome, 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 H-Holes. H-Holes. What's up? What's up? I don't know about you guys, but man, this... I'm like beat down and exhausted. I was like there for three weeks. You know, yeah, but well, you're on vacation. Like, with a few days of being awful there to you. Yeah, yeah not being it. at school teaching. Yeah, yeah. see, and that's where I'm at now. Where it's just like so close to the vacation. Yeah, it's just there. Those last few days suck. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Well, today it's me, Landon, Zach to my left, Gabe to my right, the OG crew. This is the first episode of the new year. Well, yeah, kind of. Happy New Year. <laughs> well, we're recording it before Christmas. This episode is going to come out yep. on January the 3rd. So, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's to everyone. Exactly. Yeah. Happy New Year. Hope you guys got everything you wanted for exactly. Christmas. And you, you know, uh, you screwed off all the, uh, what are they, New Year's resolutions? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. perfect just the way you are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say that I'm I'm already day two into eating whatever I want. <clears throat> there you go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. Right? right? Yeah. Yeah. I do like that idea. However, I just I like the idea of saying like, "Hey, you know, I'm pretty good." So when I roll up, uh, I think by the second day of the new year, you roll up to Bill Miller's and you're like, "Oh, you want a po' boy?" I'm like, "You know what? I will take that po' boy. I'll take the the Wild Bill if you don't mind. Go ahead and load that." Wait, up. what's the Wild Bill? Wild Bill is a brisket and sausage in your po' boy. Oh, see, I don't do oh. either. I just turkey. No, you're missing out. Yeah, am I though? Yes, you are. Yeah. I do like the you know I learned the other day that you can like double size the amount of meat they put on your po' boy. Well, there's that, but you can also, and I've I didn't know this, uh, but you can ask for your French fries to be crispy. I and, did, yeah, and that's amazing, and, game changer. And you can ask for your breakfast taco to be crispy as well. Or they, I don't know, I think they griddle it, yeah, or something. It, yeah. And it is, I did not mean to ask for that one time, but the lady was like. Okay, your breakfast tacos griddled, and I was like, or crispy, and I was like, okay, I know what that meant. I got there, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this is the way to forever. Eat oh it. yeah, you I can th- order Chick Fil A fries crispy too. Eh, yeah, but eh. they're they're already okay. They're already good. Like, yeah, yeah you don't need to make those any better. No, crispy Miller fries do need to be a little crispy. You like, need those to, are the best yeah. Ones. And they used to have sour <coughs> cream, which is fantastic, but now they don't do that anymore. It's what? Just, used to dip the yeah. They don't have ba- uh, baked potatoes anymore, uh-huh. and they don't, and they don't have um, you know, because of that. They don't talk have to your that. buddy. Complain. At one point, uh, Laguna Madre had waffle fries for all of a month, and it was the greatest thing ever. I remember they are really pushing that hard. And it was great, and then they're like, eh, and then we'll go back. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's the worst move. They were so good. Well, you know what's crazy is that I hear, I hear Gabe's, uh, I hear your little, oh. your little mustache hair and your- Rubbing your up against your vest. Little chin hair. It is. It's like every time you talk, I'm there like, yeah, and, after, <laughs> and after the audio issues from the last episode, we're trying to <laughs> we're trying to uh, recover. So po- apologies uh, to Matt and to our listeners. Being over anal about it all. 
that was a good episode. I really enjoyed it. Regardless it was so of the much fun, regardless yeah. of the little hiccup with the uh, with the thing, that was a fun episode, and I'm glad I listened to it during the day and not at night. <clears throat> but you know what the best part about that episode was? Is that like bragging about how good podcasters we all were? I <laughs> 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 know podcast is great. The technical thing was just a little yeah. weird. And I, yeah, I feel like at right. some point we actually mentioned we haven't had many technical issues. But it was not while we were alive. That was like we've been pretty lucky. Yeah. And then of course, like that episode, we say that. The audio is like over blasted. Well, I think it's because I, I mentioned to them, you know, Illuminati and stuff. So that's probably what happened. They did a sin. Somebody didn't like that we were releasing that episode. Yeah, someone didn't like it. Mm. We talked about aliens. The truth, the truth was taught. A real alien sighting. And yeah. now we've got now we've got feds and everyone. We got dark cars outside. Guys, I done a pretty good job forgetting all that. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe, what are we drinking tonight? Tonight, uh, had to dig in the vault because I've been holding on this. Uh, for a little bit, it's the Bovini, 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 uh, Portwood 21, single malt Scotch whiskey, um, finished in Portwood Portcast, and uh, delicious, amazing. It's uh, I think it's only I don't think it's that I don't have the box um, the proof. Yeah, I didn't think the proof was that I'll high. I'll say it, tastes, it doesn't a- taste high. 80, it'd be 86. 86 okay. uh, proof, 43% alcohol. Zach, what do you think? I think it's fantastic. I mean, it's sweet, but it's not like that like that corn sweetness you get with some bourbons. Mm-hmm. It is a like a fruit sweetness. And yeah. it is just And this is a space side, so it's not smoky. Exactly. At all. Yeah, and I'm, like I said, I'm learning to like scotch more, but you do not get that peat. You do not get that smokiness. It is just strictly just you can taste the grain. You can taste the sweetness. It is, yeah, it is phenomenal. And it's smooth, too. Like it oh, makes, yeah. Like it does, yeah. there's not an ounce of burn anywhere. We got Landon. What do you think? I like it a lot. Very fruity. Yeah, that's what I'm into it. And, and I don't like have a lot of words for it, but caramel, I Caramel, like vanilla, well, yeah. Not as not as much caramel as the seventeen doublewood, which was my favorite, absolute mm-hmm. favorite. That's been discontinued. You cannot find it anywhere. The only place actually you can find it is in the little three pack samplings for twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. Comes with a fourteen Caribbean cast, a uh, twelve doublewood, and a seventeen doublewood. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, uh, three miniatures in that tasting. Uh, the seventeen is a fantastic. This is very good. It's just different. Instead of the heavy vanilla, this is more fruit forward. Uh, again, because that port cast. Uh, the MSRP on this is about two eighty five, two eighty nine, uh, a bottle, and I don't know, tasty. Would I spend that much on another one? Probably not. I think that uh, specs. Wait, how much? Is, what's MSRP? Two hundred and eighty dollars. I didn't realize we were cracking a bottle that nice. Yeah, it was twenty. Happy years. New Year, say, boys! Do you have words for it now? Yeah, it works <laughs> for it now. It's great. Yeah, it's a twenty one year old Scotch. I mean. I have few words. The words are it's good. It's great. It is very good. The uh, I, I think a good option for this would be Specs. Uh, specifically has a line. Um, we're not. It's not their line, but they get it from Ed, Edward Hour, and they get s- uh, single barrel releases from Edward Hour that come in colored canisters, and they're they're aged in different. You know, there's one in the bourbon cast. There's one in some other ones. They do have one in an Oriolos or sherry cast which this reminds me a lot of. of that one. Yeah, and it's about anywhere, because I think there's a 10-year-old and a 12, and maybe even a 15 uh, in those offerings. 
I think you're fine at the 10 or 12, and they're both under about $115. You know what I'm craving with this, though? This Donuts? would No. Really nice with a cigar. Like, it'd be really nice to sit on the back porch right now. Well, this is why I was... this with a cigar. I was waiting for it to get cold because this just... I mean, yeah, it'd be fine if it was warmer. But now that it's finally dropping in temp, to me, this is... Any... To me, any scotches that are aged in, you know, wine cash, sherry, or whatever, I think are fantastic when it's under 50 degrees outside. Oh, yeah. To do exactly that. With a cigar, because of that sweetness, will will balance nicely with the, the cigar. And... Um, we need to do Just a post-podcast cigar. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I, th- I, I, I want a I have donut, some. man, dude. I just want, oh, I just want Voodoo Donuts just opened yesterday. We were talking how we would go. It's open. It's not open 24 hours. It looks like they close at 2 a.m. Mm. Um, oh, no. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. That's the, they should, that's the mistake, though. They should close at 3 a.m. because the bars close at 2 a.m. I guess. Ooh, but how many bars are, like, that? really, really... I mean, I guess there's a lot downtown, but I feel like you're gonna be hanging out at the at your hotels anyway. I don't know. Yeah, I, you can I, Uber when's the last Uber. time you've been downtown past midnight, other than New Year's Eve? Yeah, I guess it has been a while. That's not my. That's not how I roll. I don't know, but right now, those donuts look amazing. They do look good. They did look good. Yeah, I had a Danish this morning. I'm trying to remember, what's your favorite donut place? What do you like? Ooh, okay. If we're talking like I want like a fancy donut, I yeah. like duck donuts. I do. Okay, which is it, that's more of like a cake donut. It is. I, cake donuts are my favorite donuts. Yeah. Like, over, and don't get me wrong, like their toppings are fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But cake donuts are my favorite. Um, I mean, like to be honest, I grew up going to Snowflakes. I like Snowflake donuts a yeah. lot, especially like a cake donut there. Like, yeah, a blueberry cake donut is my absolute favorite with icing. Round Rock donuts. Round Rock Donuts are good. See, I've never been to Round Rock Donuts. Ooh, yeah. You don't know what you're missing. Man. Yeah, you're you're, you're missing you're missing a lot. I mean, I I love Shipley's. I just love their I coffee. Love I love their stuff. Unlike like Dunkin's, their coffee's amazing. And as a buddy put it, if you got good coffee, you're gonna want a donut regardless how good it is. Right. And I don't really care too much at all for Dunkin' Donuts donuts. No, I I think they're the worst. Like yeah. And Krispy Kreme is weird because it's like I don't always want like when I want a donut I don't always want Krispy Kreme. Yeah, but every now and then a Krispy Kreme is fantastic. I'm not gonna lie, I might have rolled in once or twice to just kind of get a free warm donut and walked when out. The signs on. <laughs> yeah, I need to do that one with the signs on. Now I will say, um, growing up going to a small college in a small town, uh, if you drive through Texas, all the small town places have a donut palace. And I think Donut mm. Palace are legit fantastic. Especially when they're like, hey, you want your donut holes warm? And they're like, yeah. And they just like throw it into the microwave. They literally pop oh, the little yeah. microwave that's never been cleaned in like a decade. And yeah. they just throw your crap in there, hit the button. It's seasoned. Yeah, it's seasoned. Yeah. It's got some extra flavor. Exactly. And uh, that stuff's, that stuff's oh, delicious. Yeah. So let me get some housekeeping out of the way. What do we got? Honey Hole hates trash. Honey Hole hates trash. We hate trash. We do hate trash. We and do. we hope that you hate trash. Yep. Enough to clean up your local river. All you need to do is go out fishing, take a trash bag with you, fill it up with trash, go to our website or the podcast description below, fill out the form, and you'll be entered to win great gear from Loon Outdoors. It's pretty simple. I mean, I don't think it could get simpler than that. For the amount of time, like you said, it was like it takes 10 seconds to fill out the form, and you have a chance to win like over $100 in Loon product. 
I mean, to me, it's a no-brainer. Right? Let's go pick up one piece of trash. I mean, we hope you That's pick up it. more. But And honestly, like, your odds are pretty good right now. <laughs> your odds win. are good right now. Your odds, right As of right now, your odds are good. Yeah. So, uh, the other thing is uh, Wild River, Wild River's Coffee Company, which Zach recently ordered. I did, and they were they they wrote such nice. No, it's always nice buying from like smaller companies when they like actually like give you a little personal touch. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was great. Yeah, if you use coal, code Honeyhole, you'll receive how much off de- Zach? Ten percent. Uh, I believe ten percent. Yeah, ten or fifteen percent mm-hmm. off of your order. And their coffee's great. I mean, like their coffee's uh, great. They support conservation. I mean, again, do, and depending on which which one you buy is what that their profit will go towards. What conservation yeah. organization it backs. So up. either, I mean, you can wake up in the morning, brew a, co- a pot of Wild Rivers Coffee Company coffee, exactly. then take your trash bag out to the river, pick up some trash, catch a couple fish, come home. Nothing sounds better than that. That win sounds like some, a great win day. Some stuff from us for Loon. From, from Loon, win a Loon package. Exactly. I mean, that's a great day. The only thing that would make it better is if you just don't put your coffee in a trash drip filter, like Landon puts his coffee in every morning. <laughs> well, someone's supposed to like. <laughs> We've been someone's supposed to now. like show me the life of a Chemex. That's but true. I that has not been shown to me. Hey, yet. maybe on Wednesday I'll bring you some Chemex coffee. Okay. There you I'm go. down. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I'll bring you some nice Chemex coffee. It'll okay. be nice, like a little Yeti and to donuts. Go. Coffee and donuts at, okay. at noon. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so uh, this weekend, I volunteered with the Mayfly Project. Oh yeah, yeah. how was that? It was awesome. I also met uh, our insiders. Yeah, in the program. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Kendall wasn't there because my dad well, was in town. I knew who they were before because I'd met mm-hmm. them previously, but. I won't say their names on the podcast. No, no, no. Because we don't want our yeah, they're inside, inside scoop. We don't want our insiders to, but I they definitely listen. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I know who they are. So uh, yeah, keep up. And they they thought it was funny about our comments a couple <laughs> episodes ago <laughs> yeah. about uh, your secret uh, Christmas <laughs> gift yeah. wish. Yeah, exactly. Like you guys can be the ones to drop hints to Kendall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, but it was the fly tying. Uh, Lesson. Yeah, because they pushed the last one, right? Yeah, they had some problems with the group home. The person that was yeah. managing it like got another job or something, there. and yep. they didn't have anybody to handle it. And so uh, uh, this one was a fly tying, and they get like little merit badges, kind of like Boy Scouts. Kendall said it's like a really neat program, like it helping is. out with most of the, the days. And this is the first one I've been able to do. I, I told Rocky when Rocky took it over, I was like, man, I got – because I kind of started that before – I got the job I'm currently working, and when I got the new job, I was like, I can't, I right. can't commit to this. It's too much. So I told Rocky, "Look, man, I will help when I can, but I cannot be like, I can't do it every week or right. whatever." So he sent out an invite, and I was like, "Oh, I'm free on Saturday." I ran into him at fly tying. Yeah, that was. We fun. went to dinner. Yeah, I owe him some. I owe him some uh, some samples. Um, uh, we went with him to dinner after fly tying at Orvis. And then, um, so I was like, man, I'm actually free this weekend, so I'd love to help out. So yeah. I went out, and it was a blast. I uh, helped a kid named Jesse learn how to tie flies. He was he was on it, man. He was on it. He really liked it. So cool. it was awesome. It was awesome. So, yeah, all right. It reminds me that uh, at the tying night, I helped uh, a kid named uh, uh, Chris Skinner uh, tie flies. <laughs> oh, yeah. You yeah, helped Chris? Helped did Chris. he learn a yeah. thing or two? I think he did. Was he a good yeah. student? He was very, he was very, like, he soaked everything in like a sponge. Oh, like amazing. Spo- hey, what did you teach him? 
um, how to fix his uh, shrimp pattern. Oh, uh, <laughs> hey, somebody needs to teach me how to tie an egg pattern. Really? Yeah. You just you get the, the they have this new thing at or- Orvis has it. I don't want to buy a thing to make eggs though. Do no, I no, have but to? Y- well, you're gonna have to buy hooks and. No, no, no I have <laughs> that. Yeah. Well, but they have a. It, it's it's like chenille. And you just wrap it. And then you trim it in a circle. E- ecstasy. Ecstasy. Dude, yeah. that stuff's oh, okay. great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, quick and easy. You can you can put a – it depends on how you do it. If you do it like Euro style, it's one way. If you just do it with a bead in the middle, it's another. But it's oh, it's so it's so much easier than with the egg foo yarn uh, to do. Now, okay, here's the other way to do it. When you go to Hobby Lobby, you know how you can buy bags of, like, small, like, yarn like balls? Like noses and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. But they're, like, this big. You yeah. can take those, mm-hmm. buy a huge bag of those for, like, $1.99. And super glue and then yeah, poke it through the hole, and then <laughs> yeah. su- like make a little thread brace, put some super glue on it, and then slide it over. Well, I've heard too. Ooh, what nice. you can <laughs> what you can do is you get a piece of corn and you and you put it through <laughs> the hook, and then you just put a bunch of um, of uh, uh, tough eye uh, on it, and uh-huh. and hit it with the light, and uh, and there you go. Seal that permanently corn. seal that corn ah, to retain idea. its freshness forever, forever, and and there you go. And then at that point, is it a fly? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have more than two materials. And it's not going to degrade. And it won't degrade. Hmm. I mean, that's the same thing as, like, a feather, right? It comes from a living source. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I have no argument Let's there. throw some popcorn on there and just set a corn and see how popcorn works. Hey, man. But just put a lot of tough eye on it, and then you're good. Yeah. And then it's a fly. Yeah. Just hit it with the light. It's not. It'll be there for years. Ooh, I like that. Just saying. Yeah. So last week we talked about the whole Liver King scandal with him <laughs> taking PEDs. Yeah, and we joked about that was a lie. Yeah, we <laughs> joked about no. Well, we did joke about <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we joked about then he his whole thing is that he's a charlatan who uh, has his nine ancestral tenants. The nine tenants. The nine tenants. Yes. If you want to be like primal. And like him, right? You need to do these nine things plus take steroids, right? <laughs> so we're talking about how to be the best honey hole angler. So we have a new segment called the Honey Hole Charlatan, <laughs> and we have a new sound clip for you too, Zach. Will you hit the sound clip? I think we're getting scammed by a kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> That's the you know if it's the season. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so, we have the 10 honey hole tenants. And if you want to be the best fly fisherman, I got to I got to do it like uh like Liver King. If you want to be the best fly fisherman that you can be. Deeper voice, deeper voice. If if you want to be if you want to be the best fly fisherman that I'm you can be. Now. Yeah. yeah. My eyes are I'm closed. scared. I'm yeah. seeing nipples. We're good. It's <laughs> <laughs> gross. <laughs> if you want to be the best fly fisherman that you can be. You need to follow the nine, ten. Yeah, we came up with ten. We, we came up right. with ten. Yeah, we have the ten. ten. We're better. We're the tenth one. Honey hole charlatan tenants. Yeah, what's the first one? Tenant number one. Okay. If you have a Honda, sell it. <laughs> you need to own a Toyota. Yeah. A Yoder. A Yoder. A taco. A taco. Yeah, specifically a taco. Not a Tundra. If you own a Ford, sell it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Drive it into the river. (laughs) (laughs) You need to own a Toyota. (laughs) If you can't sell your car, option B, 
is you can just add a rod vault to it. Yeah. So you have to have a Toyota? Or, or a rod vault. A rod vault. That's honey hole tenant number one that right. is guaranteed to make you better fly fishermen. Guaranteed. Exactly. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. I like that. Fish will walk out of the water. Into my net? Into your net. But won't that defeat the purpose of fishing? It's not a mat. It's not the that's I don't how need, it goes. I don't need a rod vault to hold my rods if fish <laughs> is landing my net. <laughs> that's just how that's just how it's gonna go. That's All right. Have to deal with. Tenant number two. Okay, what's tenant number two? If you aren't inked with the sickest fly or fish tattoo. Yeah. Drive to the tattoo parlor right now. As you listen to this. And get some ink. You should be listening to this at the tattoo yeah, parlor. Yeah. Just play this for the artist and they'll get they'll get the vibe. They get the vibe. Yeah. yeah. They know exactly what what you but want. It's a trout. It's gotta be trout. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a trout. Yeah, it has to be. Yours is a trout. Mine's mine's a trout. Mine's a trout. Yeah. It has to be no, a trout. Mine's mine's a Kermit the Frog, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or a fly. And it says, give me some of that piggy. <laughs> or a crab fly. Trout or a crab fly. <laughs> or a weird gape. <laughs> so, Fowl, uh, so Fowler was getting tattooed in his shop. Like, Did he get Miss Piggy? What is he not? I, I mean, it's like That's, every two seconds. Like, like. So if, like, if you guys want to live out tenant number two, you can just go down to the fly <laughs> trap and get a tattoo <laughs> while you're there. Like, yeah. Hang out there long enough, you're bound to get one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw a promo that said if you spent $200, you got a free tattoo. <laughs> oh, man. I, yeah, I spent 195 Just sure. <laughs> oh. Just sure. Would you get a fly trap tattoo? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, if you don't get one, Gabe, <laughs> you're not going to catch any fish on the river. And this is already happening. So yeah, true. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Honey hole tenant number three. Number three. Okay, what's number three? All right. You think Sims is cool? Uh huh. Orvis. Yeah. Columbia. Yeah. Patagonia. Maybe. North Face. Well, they're all trash. Oh, man. Who's the best? Unless you're repping the Howler Brothers gaucho shirt. Oh, yeah. yeah. You are not a fly fisherman. All exactly. of them. Specifically, early, early 2012s. I don't have any Vintage ones with snapping shrimp Ooh. and or hibiscus flowers. I have the hibiscus. Ooh. No, I don't. I have, I have the... Yellow Rose of Texas. No, I have the agave plant. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. then you're not cool. I know. Get your crap together, Zach. I know. I know. But, no, I, yeah, I get it. You're going to catch more fish. you got to have the gaucho shirt. That's right. Guaranteed. Exactly. Yeah. That embroidery just sends. Literally, if you had that shirt on, like, the women at, on the coastline would just be waving at you. <laughs> People do not acknowledge it. Yeah. If you want to be an H-holder. Open hand, hand, open hand, not one <laughs> finger. <laughs> if you want to be an H-hole, you have to have a Howard Brothers shirt. Yeah, I like that. I can get behind okay. that. Mm-hmm. H hole tenant number four. H hole tenant. Hey, we're only on four. Dang, okay. what's, what's number four? What's number four? You have to rock some jewelry. Okay. What kind of jewelry? Dump the watch. Uh huh. Dump the wedding ring. Oh. Yeah. Don't do that, actually. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> That'll get you in a lot of trouble. This is a joke. Okay? Somebody's like, they okay. I, think, I think people knew. <laughs> people out the window. <laughs> this is a scam, okay? All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can only catch fish with the stir. Yes. Uh. So, you have to wear a sightline bracelet. Yeah, yeah. What about sightline re- wedding ring? Yeah. That, sightline anything. That, that and a hat, too. Ring. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm, Zach I'm is dude. Right now. You're doubled up on sideline <laughs> hey, right now. Get yeah, that sideline. Zach's, uh, Zach's got pro forms to sideline. He's, He's home, yeah. Man. But you know, what? I don't have the traditional bracelet. Mm. Yeah, we got the fish sticker or the fish tattoo. You, you so do you have know. fly vines on though. Dude, fly vines are freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Add that on the list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or a fly vine. Dude, no fly vines. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing fly vines before they're cool. Give me a year. Everybody's gonna be wearing them. <laughs> All right, H hole tenant. <laughs> you can't keep a straight face. No, no, you gotta sell it, dude. Sell it. H hole tenant number five. Yeah, what is it? It's not a goddamn bobber. Mm-hmm. What is it called? It's an indicator. Yeah, it is indicator because it indicates when I got a fishy on the hook. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bobber. Uh, They're not the same. Whenever it bobs, it gives me a little indication <laughs> that something's happening down there. It's an indicator. Whether it indicates a strike. Exactly. I'm hooked on a log or I'm hooked on a rock. If you do not a deep call it an indicator, you will not catch as many fish. That's true. It's just truth. I went out with somebody, they called it a bobber, and, I was, and he, he caught less fish than I did. Exactly. I called it a bobber, and then my day was over. I didn't catch any more fish. H-hole tenant number six. <laughs> you know all that empty window space you have on your truck? Yeah, what should I do with it? Fill it up. <laughs> with what? Stickers. Yeah. Yeah, but is there a certain type of sticker? There's oh. a There's a minimum requirement of 15 stickers. Okay. And... It, you must have one specific sticker included Which with that. One? Which one? I'm a huge fly fisherman. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Because we got that right now. If yeah. you don't announce it to the world, yeah. how do people even know yeah. that you fish? You got to have how a do Patagonia f- sticker how? that looks like you've been to Colorado, but you've never been to Colorado. How sure. do the fish know? If you're a big fly fisherman. If you're a huge fly fisherman. Yeah, if you don't have a huge fly fisherman sticker. It's true. How are you going to catch more fish without that sticker? I don't know. Unless you're Jim. Jim's a river god, so you're fine there. Dude, he is a river god. <laughs> I'm a river god. Honey hole. No, H hole tenant. <laughs> number seven. Okay, what's number seven? You think fishing for bass is cool? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think you're a big, tough guy because you catch some redfish? Only fly fishing fish is trout. There, I said it. If you... Waste your time. <laughs> Ladies, getting into that. I feel like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm. What, is this a wrestling? No, promo? no, no. He's selling me on it. If I'm like, you okay, tell me how waste to your time fish. fishing for bass uh-huh, or and fishing for redfish, yeah. you are not natural. Yeah, you can only fish for trout. Yeah, it's true. It is. Yeah. No, we're I don't think we're arguing with trout. You. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Trout are the superior species, and you better not waste your time. Yeah, extra, on tarpon extra points if they're or stocked. Or permit. Extra points. Only fish stocked rainbow trout. Exactly. You get they gotta be in the water for at least three hours. <laughs> how are you gonna catch these trout? You ask. Uh huh. Ask me. Scoring one. Okay. How are you gonna catch <laughs> these trout? Gabe, <laughs> <Okay>, shut up. <laughs> You're not gonna catch them. Unless you're wearing camo. Okay. Does black count? No, man. Yeah. Sitka. Sitka. Sitka camo Sit- on Sitka, the river. Yeah. 
The whole nine yards. Extra or points. Sims. Sims or, or Sims. Sitka Extra camo. points if you have a gator on or a, sh- or a Sitka shirt that tur- that has the gator and the hood on. I think Patagonia has the camo now, too. Does that count? Fish, no. Fish are going to see you. Patagonia? Out of all the companies, I would think that would have that type of, like, stuff. Uh, Patagonia doesn't come to mind. You know, I will say that my best fishing day I ever had the quad, I was wearing a duck cam- camo jacket. I will say the best duck hunting Day I had, <laughs> I was wearing, I was, was wearing camo. I was, I had, I had some camo, but like a, a red, bright red shirt underneath that you could see that red. I didn't realize that I, I had put on, and so I don't know. It's hard like, to argue with me now that well, it's like all of our grandparents just killed everything. With yeah, like a red flannel. Yeah, red flannels. Go figure. Yeah, and it smokes and a can and and beer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The smoke, beer. I didn't care. Okay, sorry, Liver King. Go ahead. Yeah, go on. H-K. King H-hole. King, King H-hole. King H-hole. <laughs> <laughs> H-hole tenant number nine. Uh-huh. Oh, we're already at nine. Wow. We don't go fishing. Uh-huh. We go out for a session. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you don't call it going <laughs> yeah. fishing. And extra points if we call it a sesh. A sesh. A sesh. Go on a sesh. We go out on a sesh. Now do you say fly fishing sesh? Or you yeah, just, I just, you, or you just session say, in there. Or you just say, I'm going out for a sesh, and the people who know will know. People that are known people know. People that are H-holes will know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people. But, uh, but people that are H-holes. <laughs> right, but then your regular folks, you just say, I'm going on a session, and they, you know. Yeah, but everybody else you say, I'm going on a sesh. Yeah. It's, it's not called fly. Uh, I'm not going fishing anymore. I'm going it's going on a sesh. Session. Fishing session. It's got to be called a session. What if we call it a session? We can do that. <laughs> fish, 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 a fashion. Physician, physician, a physician. I'm going on a physician. <laughs> Man, you know this Mulvaney for for eighty six proof is kicking pretty hard. <laughs> All right, <laughs> the, the most important age hole tenant. Yeah, number, 10. number ten. Okay, size matters. Yeah. Now, do we want the tiny ones or the big ones? <laughs> big only. Oh, I like the tiny ones. <laughs> Can't do this. Landon's <laughs> voice all hoarse. <laughs> <laughs> Size matters. Yeah, yeah. We only catch big fish. Uh huh. If you hook a small fish, what do you do with it? Throw it on the bank. <laughs> <laughs> so it can never grow. <laughs> exactly. Put it in the in the cooler with your other four <laughs> and take it home and cook. You catch a big one, you shove the tiny one in there, in the big one's mouth. <laughs> Feed it. Force feed it. <laughs> Steroids. <laughs> you catch a tiny one. You have a little little bit of like liver pate you uh, shove in yeah. there. That's good. It's fun. All, All right, right, guys. Uh-huh. If you want to be an H-hole like me. Yeah. What else do we have to do? That's it. Those are the 10 uh-huh. H-hole tenants. Now, what's our what's our roid of choice, though? What's our roid of choice? <laughs> <laughs> uh, corn. 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 Beer, Wild Rivers. We coffee. didn't make a yeah. We didn't make a uh, <laughs> we didn't make a beer drinking reference in our H hole list. So oh man, maybe uh, that's because now we're all on all hands. Like that's all we drink. Oh on the river. yeah, <laughs> all hands. <laughs> that's, that's a royal choice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's funny since they brought it to market and they've been all the festivals and stuff. That's what everybody talks about on the river. Yeah, all hands. That's true. I yeah. actually mentioned it. Yeah. Like, everybody knows what they are now in the community. It's like we've all just been, like, brought in a little all hands. Well, I mean, they definitely hit the fly fishing community pretty hard. Yeah. Because everyone's repping it, but it's good. It is good. That's the thing. I don't think they're out there. Like it's one thing repping. Yeah, so yeah, it's the one thing repping. It's another thing when it's, like, 
it's actually good. Right. Because there's a lot of those canned drinks. Mm, mm-hmm. I don't want them. I don't want it. Yeah. Like uh, canned kombucha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one never had high hopes. <laughs> yeah, that was that was for fun. We knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Still spent a lot of time in the bathroom after that one. <laughs> yeah. I do like that. Good good job, King H.O. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I like that. Yeah, thanks for putting that together. I'm happy with it. Yeah, me too. Your voice is all hoarse. I'm all hoarse. like, Ugh. yeah. Of course. You need some honey? Yeah. I need some honey. <laughs> I need some honey. I need some honey. Uh, yeah, that was fun, putting that together. What else? What else do we have on the docket? Also on the docket, we're going to do a little bit of year in review and uh, like uh, see what's going to happen this next year. So, all right, boys, what was your highlights of 2022? Hmm, highlights of 2022. Um, I got to fish a lot of cool people. Oh, thanks, Zach. Yeah, that was exciting. Yeah. Our, our little day we went out was fun. Uh-huh. Um, also, like, hitting episode 100 was really cool. We did that over, over the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Now we're like, this is 125, I believe. It's nuts. Dang, is it really 125? It's 125, yeah, dude. It is. Who would have thought? We've been keeping this up for 125. Yeah, and, and people are still wanting to be on. Yeah. Right? Which is cool. And apparently people are listening. Yeah, apparently people are listening. Because I'm excited for some of the, the folks that we're going to have on. I soon. know. We got some good people lined up for the beginning of the year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Zach, anything else? Like, what was your favorite fish you caught this year? Oh, my favorite fish I caught. That little rat red. Really? That was the fish of the year? That was the only fish we caught that day, dude. Of course it was. But that was the only fish you caught that day, but is that the fish of the year? It could have been. It's the fish I was happiest about. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I mean, that's all that matters. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah, he Uh, was cute. He was cute, dude. Uh, No, dude, I had a really good fishing year. I went out a lot. I caught some, like, monster bass. Speaking I, of bass, did you guys see that bass Rodney caught? Yes. No. Holy yeah. smokes. Where? Fatty bo batty on that one. I wonder how much that thing weighed, because that thing was a tank. Yeah. Congrats, Rodney. Dude, That's gotta, a really nice fish. I got to pull it up. Yeah, solid fish. That's Earth. the fish what? of the year. Yeah. That's the fish of the year right there. Yeah. Dang, dude. That yeah, is let me see the picture. Monster. Oh, yeah, yeah dude. Fatty. Yeah. Look at that little piece of water he caught that thing out of, too. Gosh. Dude, that's crazy. That's a nice fish. Yeah, it is. Congrats, Rodney. I'm really happy for you. Mm-hmm. This is the first year I, I didn't travel anywhere to, to catch a fish. I caught everything, like, locally. I mean, like, outside going the coast. You didn't go to, you didn't fish in Tennessee or anything? No, not this year. That was last year? Yeah. And Ken and I didn't go anywhere over summer because we, we bought the house. Mm. I, mean, I went to Colorado, but I didn't fish when we were there. Yeah. Because it was just like a like a thirty six hour trip, um, but yeah, all in all, it was a good year of fishing. Mm-hmm. Like local water, like I said, mm-hmm. killed it on. And we had that massive drought, and I still feel like I killed it. You still feel like he had a yeah, good yeah. And then like I was able to fish the coast a little bit, and then also like you know I've already trout fished a couple times, and it's like done pretty well so far this year. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Well, uh, let's see who wants to go next. I'll go next. Uh, highlights of the year for me are going to be, we got our travel trailer, which has been super fun. And Ooh, we've gone yeah. out like a couple times. Mm-hmm. Put that thing to good use. 
And I'm really pumped for trout taking it to Trout Fest and camping with. Because me, you, and Evan all have sites next to each yeah, other. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. And Gabe's going to bring his tent cot. Yeah. I'm excited about that. I love my tent cot. Yeah, that's right. You're going to just, like, sleep in between all of us, right? Yeah. Yeah. In my tent cot. Keep the fire going all night. Hell yeah. 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 You could actually, technically, you can sleep underneath my bed, but it'd be kind of weird. Well, I'm, I'm a tent cot's <laughs> fine. Tent cot's fine. <laughs> that would be kind of weird. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, Every time I move, you hear it. <laughs> <laughs> tent cot is perfect. Yeah. I'm uh, always canceling headphones. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to need them. Well, it's I a soft wall uh, <laughs> pop-up. A, I'm not sleeping in the pop-up. Two, I think no, 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 you there's probably underneath the bed, and like you wouldn't be in the pop-up. I never asked about sleeping <laughs> in the pop-up. I don't even know what you're we're under, talking about sleeping under, in the pop-up. You're, you're, I'm just saying, like, under, it's gonna be loud everywhere. Everybody's gonna, be dr- everybody's gonna be drinking and having fun, and it is, yeah, stuff. it is a weekend to bring like earplugs to sleep yes. in. Yeah, yeah, and a space heater. I guess you don't have that. Option. No, that the but the tent cot gets pretty warm when you put the rain fly oh, on. It's just like that mm-hmm. tight little capsule. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it's warm, but when you put the when you put the rain fly on, uh, it traps in heat really well. Nice. Mm-hmm. I think the coldest I've been in it's been like seventeen or eighteen degrees at night, and it did well. I mean, I had a you know a good sleeping bag, and you could tell it was cold, but it wasn't uncomfortable. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. I uh, also went to Belize. How'd that go? That was great. That That's right. Yeah, you guys had like a trip. I forgot about it until yeah. you said it. Yeah, yeah. And all well, I caught a permit, so I mean, I can't really complain. No, not at all. And I was with Chris Skinner when he caught his that nice tarpon. That was yeah. super fun to be with him during that. That was such a cool moment. Um, I think this has been my least fishy year in a couple of years. Really? As far as like amount that I've gone out. You've been really busy this year too, though. Yeah. Cause did, yep. you, did you start the new job this this started year? the year before? Okay, yeah, I'm at two years and like there you go. three months or something. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, been wild. Good. So yeah, I think those are my highlights of the year fishing. I'm sure there's something else in there. I mean, those are some pretty big. I mean, going to Belize. That's a big. big. That's a yeah. big trip in itself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Big. And like being successful on oh, that trip. On top of the fact that you almost didn't go. Yeah, because I was just telling my dad about your passport incident. Oh, yeah, dude. The passport yeah. incident. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You almost didn't go. I forgot about it. Right? That was crazy. I can't believe I forgot about that. Like, I just assumed that my passport wasn't expired. Yeah. And you Don't at, assume that. And it wasn't expired, but it was like you had that, you were within like that 30-day window, right? Yeah. And then the other thing is, like, because that was a rescheduled trip because of COVID, it was good for my original trip. Right. So, you didn't so I never it. thought about it. I was just like, oh, my passport's good. Yeah. Not thinking that, oh, a year and a half had passed. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Gabe, what about you? Uh, let's see. This year, uh, you know, obviously the uh, real recovery st- or the, uh, yeah, real recovery stuff was real memorable. I had fun in, in those two uh, uh, outings for the year. Uh, I tied a lot more this year than I probably had in the last probably five or six years. Really? Easily. And even over the last, like, three weeks getting a trout box going. Yeah. And, you know, doing those patterns and probably stuff that I don't know, I'll probably end up giving away regardless. Because, um, I, I mean, I've just been tying a bunch of different midges, a bunch of different Euronym stuff. I mean, I've got 
probably 20 different Mayfly imitations at the moment. I'm like, how many are you really going to use? Yeah. Um, and then probably the, like, most memorable part of the year um, was the uh, that Rio Grande cichlid with that, uh, Grant, the big dinner one. plate one. Yeah. That was probably a water body record, but I went past the 60-day time, time frame. And we'll never know, which I think, you know what? I think that's more fun. It is, because that way you know for sure in your heart. Yeah, and we have, it, body record. we have it on video. Right. We have pictures of it. Exactly. We have video of us, like, measuring it. Right. You know, and doing it the right way. Uh, so, Grant, thank you. If you're listening, bud, uh, with the Hill Country uh, uh, Flyworks, uh, thanks again for, for making that little last-minute trip kind of work out. Uh, there in New Braunfels and had a fun time. But I think overall, I mean, you know, just in general, like the, you know, the people we've had on have been pretty stellar. Um, we've had some great guests this year. We've had some really great. We had some surprises in there. Uh, we so met Jim this year. Met Jim. Um, I, I, to me, like this last one that we had with Secret Society of Fly Tires was a cool episode. It was. It was so much fun. The Joe... Uh, Sir Melly, yeah, was such a surprise getting him on, yeah, and talking with him about it. Um, the other one that was good was uh, the San Antonio River Authority. Yeah, I thought it was a really yeah. cool um, one, full of a lot of useful information, specifically in you know an area around us. Uh, Nick Loveland was great. Micro fishing, you know, mm. so just drama Lupe, dra- <laughs> drama yeah, Lupe, drama yeah, Mister Drama Lupe, uh, just. Just a lot of cool stuff. I'm just excited for, for, you know, what's in the mix for next year. Yeah. I forgot about my fishing trip with Steve. Yeah, dude, you had some good fishing trips. But yeah. I see how, like, you didn't fish as often, but when you did fish. You yeah, yeah, I think you generally. made the most of, of what you Oh, got. I definitely yeah. made the most of my opportunities this year. That's for sure. For sure. But, like, local fishing or, like, going out or even going to the coast, like, that just didn't happen as much this year. Mm-hmm. And, see, this has been my year where I've done that more. And I didn't do as much as many trips. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, I went out a lot locally yep. and did really well. I figured out a lot of our local waters in ways I hadn't before. My plan is next year, though, to do a lot more fishing. Yeah. And I have that boat that I'm going to order. I'm actually halfway ordered it. But uh, the Smithfly, that's Little right. Shoals. Yeah, yeah. The two-person? The two-person, yeah. And nice, I'm going to get a, put a motor on it. I want to go up and fish white bass on the Nueces and get after it up there. So I'll we'll take you guys out and do that. Yeah. And, uh, have you done a white bass trip, like a legit white bass fishing no, session? I've Gabe? caught one white bass. Uh, yes, with the club out and did the over the weekend. Did you do the over the weekend? Yeah, that was one of – this was would have been – in fact, Krista went with me. This was early on. Probably like two thousand and like two thousand seven. Oh, so like earlier, earlier. Yeah, um, and we we did the trip there uh, with the the local fly club. I think we we drove up. We took Friday off, drove up Friday, and then fished Saturday and and Sunday, and and, and then drove back Sunday afternoon, which was still a fun time and caught fish and. The, the club usually had a big cookout on Saturday. So, so they cook everything, yeah. right? Not everything. But um, like like but a lot. Yeah, a lot. And um, dude, it was awesome. It was fun fishing. Really enjoyed it. Those fish hit hard for yeah. their size. They're fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would like... With we'll have to go out up, up on the Nueces when I get set up. <coughs> yeah. I, well, I My goal like is to be ready to go, have the motor and everything by early February, mm-hmm. when then just like... 
Mexico. Hit it hard. I mean, I'd, I'd like to go back up and do that trip again. In, in I'd like Euro to do that, Nymph. too. It seems like I... <laughs> in your own infant. It seems like I uh, miss that trip every year because something going on. Because it's around that time that, like, Trout time, Fest dude. and everything yeah. else is happening. And it's, like, too many weekends in a row of stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, I'd like to do that. I, I'd really... That was, a, that was a really fun trip. But... Truthfully, like I this this next year, I really want to do a little bit more coastal trips, and not necessarily for reds, but just to goof off in the surf. Yeah, I'd be down for that. I yeah, I feel like every year my goal is to do a little more coast trips. <clears throat> my goal is still to catch a carp this next year. That was your that's been your goal for the last two years. Really, exactly. I don't actually don't try that hard. Like I don't. I think I went carp fishing once this year. You got to commit to like I'm only going to cast a carp. Yeah, exactly. And, and like walk there. a lot, yeah. and like find the fish that's gonna eat your fly. Yeah, exactly. Or two fish. Well, get with Don. I'm sure Don will get you in. Yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, Don's gonna be with us on the next episode. Nice. But um, I'm gonna transition our conversation a little bit since I'm thinking about it. So I did another casting lesson. Yeah. With Jim from Lubbock, who's the master MCI, yeah. the master casting instructor. Uh-huh. And I have this huge page of notes. I'm like, what to work on. On just, like, different stuff. So, How are you going to cut off your pinky? Do what? How are you going to cut off your pinky? Oh, no. That way you don't have the resistance when you're casting. You oh, know? yeah, there you go. Yeah. So the big thing with the casting instructor certification and what I wanted to talk to you guys about is uh, it's called the Gamble 5 Essentials. Mm-hmm. Do you remember at um, yes. Texas Roundup mm-hmm. at A&M? Yeah. We met Bill Gamble. Yes. He talked with Evan for like an hour, mm-hmm. and we do need to get him on the podcast. But him and his dad came up with the Gamble 5 Essentials, which is like the foundation of fly casting. So I wanted to read them to you guys okay. and see what you guys think, and this will be good for me as I'm going through it. And uh, Are you going to read all five, and then we'll talk about them afterwards? Well, I'll read them one at a time. Okay. So, And let me know what you guys think and what it means, and maybe I can – and I, I'm not pretending to be an expert in this because every time I meet with Jim, I realize how much I don't know. And that is the honest truth. This has, like, been really a uh, good experience for me because uh, it really makes you understand things better and you realize how much you don't know. So Can you do it in your uh, in your voice? In yeah, my voice. in the Liver King voice. No, I'm not. Every time we have a number, a list no. from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm done with that. If we come up with any more tenants, I'll do it again. Okay, I like it. Yeah. Okay, so number one is eliminate slack line. Okay, yeah. So talk through that with me, guys. Uh, why? Well, yeah, I mean, you you don't want slack because then you're losing your energy on your cast. But if you think about every beginning cast, like every person who's beginning casting, that is the thing you have to hammer, or one of the things you have to hammer the hardest. So yeah. I can understand why I'd be one of the top five. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because every single time, it's like that's one of the hardest things to tell people, like, hey, you need a straight line between the tip of your rod and your fly. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, if you are in a boat and you're really casting far, you mm-hmm. got to worry about mending. But th- for when you're first learning and you're worried about your cast, you want the least amount of dip and yeah. extra line as possible. Yeah. Here, th- here are the notes I have. Um, ideally, there must be no slack line, or at the very least, slack line should be kept to a minimum at all times. Start with the rod tip below and the line straight on the water. Accelerate smoothly to a crisp stop. The second... Oh, we're just talking about when you start your cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, okay, but, yeah. Okay, but so this isn't talking about fishing, necessarily. It's just, like, when you start no, your cast, you want it to be... But, but still... And we're not talking about fishing. Important. This is just casting. Yeah, okay. but still, that it goes to the same thing. that it, the Slack is, it, is a 
a contributor to a less efficient cast. It does. Mm-hmm. But so I was talking for the wrong reason then. It's, but essentially, yeah, straight line between the tip of your rod to your fly. Yep. That way when you do go to cast, you're not worried about picking up all yeah. the stuff. You're immediately picking up the full line. When you have slack in the system, your ability to load the rod doesn't occur until the slack is out. Mm. So when you have, like, your <coughs> rod tip up in the air and you have a bunch of slack, you have to move your rod tip until you pull the slack out and then your cast starts. Right, because it's easier to pull that line off the water than to act load your rod. Yep. Uh, Gamble essential number two, timing. What do you guys think that means? Or why that's important. I mean, like, so, like, it is it's important to have your cadence down. It's important to understand that as you're casting out more line, your timing is going to change. Mm-hmm. You must be aware of it. And probably yep. load your rod more efficiently as yeah. well. And your timing's good. And your slack. And blah, 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 blah. There's a pause at the end of each stroke, which varies in duration with the amount of line beyond the rod tip. This simply means that at the end of each casting stroke, you must pause long enough to allow the line to unroll and straighten completely before starting the next stroke. The pause will vary with the length of line being cast. The longer the line, the longer pause. Long line, long pause, short line, short pause. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Uh, Gamble essential number three, vary the casting arc. Stroke and arc, they get confused and are often used interchangeably. Arc is the distance the rod tip moves. Kay. Think about the change of angle. Okay. The stroke is the distance the rod hand moves Underload. from a starting position to its stopping position. Casting stroke is increased with the length of line being cast. Short line, short stroke, long line, long stroke. So you're basically, your casting stroke is going to get longer the more line you have out. So like you're, you're moving your arm further the longer, line, longer the line is. Correct. Your casting stroke is increasing the longer, I mean, that the makes more line you have that out. That makes sense. Yep. And I won't even get into casting art because I don't even fully understand it yet. I'm still working on that with Jim. So uh, number four is power application. So what that's do you guys think one. that That's means? a tough one to just like, that's a tough one to explain to people yep. because until you actually have it, it's almost impossible to actually explain somebody how much power you need because a lot of people like they either want to not add any power mm-hmm. or they want to do the the baseball throw, the bass throw. You know, you just yeah, all your power. 100%. So, power must be applied. I think this sums it up pretty well in a way that we can't verbally describe. Uh-huh. Power must be applied in the proper amount and the proper place during the stroke. Power is applied smoothly and progressively. Mm-hmm. Power should be applied in an increasing amount with most power being applied towards the end of the stroke. Until you abruptly stop adding power. Yeah. And stopped it. Too much unsustained power applied too early in the cast will force a deeper bend in the rod, thus dipping the rod to below the straight line path, and there they are, tailing loops. So if you're applying too much power, that's a reason you'll get tailing loops. Oh, yeah. Um, Acceleration is slow and smooth. uh, I don't want to get into all this. Um, A good thing that we talked about, Joan Wolf calls it a power snap. So it's like... Like at the end, like it's yeah, I mean, aggressive to a power snap. I feel like you're, this is the same components in a golf swing as well. You know, it's a lot of there's a lot of other baseball and there's a lot of other stuff where I'm feeling like you can you can look at the, that type of technique to this as well. When you're talking about the same stuff to efficiently hit a ball or efficiently cast, yeah, it makes sense. And the last gamble essential straight line path of the rod tip. Yeah. 
I mean, look, at the end of the day, I got I got a cell phone f- full of pictures of me holding big fish that I don't care about my cast. I could tell you don't care. I can tell by your attitude right now that you don't give a crap about what we're talking about. I mean, it's 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 cool and it's like anything else. It's a lot of pra- a lot of right practice. And that's what his book and that's what he's saying and that's awesome, that's fine. But in a lot of spots that we're fishing in Texas, I don't know. I, mean, I don't think we, we get a chance to really try to really get the most out of our rods. I can understand that. Because yeah, that, that, most of the water right. we fish is, is small water. And that's all I'm saying. I'm just I'm just saying for that. Now, if we were in Colorado or other places, whatever, I'd be like, yeah, I totally agree. I think that's just the difference. Or even doing more but that so, being said, so though, even red even fishing. Trout, but even yeah. trout fishing, like. So you're saying you just don't care about casting. As long as you can get the line out there and you're catching fish, you're happy. The casting isn't even on your radar. I, I, I know. I know. Because that's the vibe I'm getting. I know that. I'm, Which is fine. No, no, no. I know I'm hitting certain aspects of what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking a test and I'm not trying to be certified. So I know if that was the difference, then I'd be, yeah, I totally know where my breakouts need to be, just like my golf swing or everything else. Mm-hmm. I know where certain things would need to be and where I would need to work on to make sure I'm getting that really efficient um, swing. And you look at golf swings where these guys don't look like they're swinging very hard, but there's certain certain parts of that swing that there's a lot there's a lot of speed and then immediate stop. You know, and and you're you're getting the most out of the out of the the shafts and and everything else, and the most out of your swing. And the same thing here, you're getting the most out of that fly rod. Where you're doing it, it makes sense. But to me, again, like again, I know what I'm doing is I'm hitting a, a lot of those aspects. It's just not a big deal because of the fact that when we're bass fishing and bluegill fishing, we we're already cutting more than half of that river out of out of play. Because you're just going to wade closer to the bank that those fish are on because a lot of times they're not even going to be in the middle of the river anyway. I will say fly fishing in general, for the most part, mm-hmm. granted I've never fished like a, well I have fished big rivers, but typically in crafts, you know. Mm-hmm. And so like I'm, my casting still, I'm not worried about going as far or anything. But you can always manage to get yourself in a better no. angle. No, look, I, and I think if we were doing more coastal fishing for reds and stuff, I'd be like, heck yeah, I know where I need to do. But I'm not yeah. doing it enough where it's a huge issue. Where I'm like, oh man, I... I I wish I could get a little bit more oomph out of it, you know, to to get out four more yards. Yeah, you know? but I, it's not the case. You know, there are some times though when I'm when I'm like in a river, like even like in on the Guad, where we have some spots where it gets pretty deep for like the last. And again, it's not mm-hmm. sixty yard bombs, eighty yard, you know, or it, sixty feet, eighty feet, whatever. You know, it is like thirty, forty feet, but you still like you are thinking about your cast and and where it's going and. Where it needs to yeah, go. and I think uh, with this for me is just like committing to something and learning. Yeah, and uh, I totally agree. And that's and if I was doing the same thing, and I'd like be that being way. able to like understand what's going on better. So when I teach you things, I teach fly fishing a lot that I have a better understanding of what's going on. I have more tools in my tool bag to teach it, and it's just good for me. Like this is extremely challenging for me. Yeah. I think ch- things that are challenging are extremely beneficial. Um, and like, I think it's fine that you don't care about it. Honestly, like whatever floats your boat, like you're a way better fly tire than I am. And then, and that's uh, the thing, you to know, me, it's just I like, feel like you get more enjoyment out of fly time. It's the arrow, not the Indian. That's how I take it. Is that what's it matter if I can cast really good if what they have on the end of the line isn't good. Yeah. And see for, for me, like it, it's like almost like that's what you're choosing to, for, you know, 
you know, lack of a better word, getting nerdy about, right? You're mm-hmm. focusing on those numbers. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, I think it's interesting looking at, like, fish habitats. And um, when the know. reality is you're thinking about habitats, which I'm pretty sure you picked up from Nick. Right. Loveland. Yeah, I mean, like, it's cool, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. cool that, to right? think about that. And then you are obviously gave, like, the best fly tire out of the group. And then I'm working on this casting thing. And it's it's funny how this sport has so many elements to it that you can kind of, like, dial in on one thing. Right. Oh, let's be honest. If the three of us went and only had one fly rod, you would have that fly rod to cast. <laughs> I would give you the fly to use. And, and Zach, Zach would, would tell, tell you where, where to cast, cast it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, that I mean, again, like, you starting this, I am intrigued on how, how it's going to work out and how it's going to end. And I think if you complete it and get everything done, I might follow suit to do it. But then another sense is, like, I don't know, like, within our group, there's no other place to say that it's cool. Well, I think, too. Um, People don't know they're in the presence of a certified casting instructor. When I, you know, I, that's a whole other thing. But um, <laughs> Put that on your list. Yeah. Put that on you, the list of the You have to be a certified <laughs> casting instructor. You do not have to be a certified <laughs> casting instructor. This is, like, way more difficult. Yeah. Than, like, I would probably say, like, I'm a pretty good caster without having taken this. Right. Um, but uh, it's still really good. And but with me being a pretty good caster, having taken the like, and like not even gotten through this, there is a huge gap between me and Jim. Sure, like a huge gap. Yeah. So um, it's really cool to see where that could go because he can probably cast. He can cast a fly line forty feet further than I can. And I'll tell you what, that's going to make a big difference the next time I want to go down to Belize right. or I right. want to go permit fishing. Yeah. That's a huge difference. Getting if I can get 30, there, instead of going out and, like, uh, I caught one permit or maybe I can only, like, because I've blown plenty of shots on permit. I've blown plenty of shots on tarpon. If I can get this dialed on, understand, and be practiced. And, like, this is going to require me to practice a lot yeah. and understand what's going on. So when I go down there, I need to add thirty feet to my cast. I can do it. I, I think I think you're being too hard on yourself. I think you'll you'll close that gap fairly quickly. See, and I don't care about the fly. Like I'll fish with a taco. I'll fish with a flounder. Like yeah. I mean, I've well, caught fish on the weirdest. The, I mean, thing. anything I tie, I know that I don't need to cast very far because I can put it wherever, and that fish <laughs> is going to turn around. And go out. <laughs> <laughs> the fish going to turn around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, water now. See, and I think if I force feed that fish, it doesn't matter what fly it is, he's going to eat it. See, you need to get the most out of your, you need to get the most <laughs> out of your cast <laughs> so you can overshoot that, that fish so you can foul hook it on the way back. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. No, it's still a cool thing. And, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's only going to make, it's only going to make you better. That's, that's what's all in there. And there's a lot, and it's really cool. And like, this isn't anything I'm advocating for people to, uh, that are listening to go do. I, if you, uh, I would advocate for things that, like Gabe's saying, like practice, you know, practice your casting, obviously. If you're having a hard time, like figure out what the deal is. Practice on the water. Practice on the water, you know, learn the fish habitat. Like all of these things that we're talking about are 1% rules. Right. And you can apply them incrementally. You don't have to go out and do this, 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 and this. Get a casting certification. Um, But it is good to understand kind of the basics of the cast. It's good to understand what fly you're fishing and why you're doing it. It's good to understand the habitat the fish are because the combination of those three things is going to be more beneficial than me just focusing on one thing, Gabe just focusing on one thing, Zach just focusing right. on one thing. Yeah, and it, there's always it's always a learning thing, and 
you know, and you're you're always as long as you're always learning, you're always moving forward, man. Yeah, only making you better. So, it's uh, it's really cool, and uh, it's really difficult, way more difficult than I thought. I went into it thinking, oh, I'm a pretty good caster, you know. Obviously, got to learn some things, but and then I sit and talk with Jim, and uh, he's like, well, what what does this show you when the rod's doing this and that, and then. Like, holy, I've never even thought in that. Like, it's like theology of fly casting. Right. I'm, like, thinking on a different level. Um, and I have, like, tons and tons of notes here. Um, so what's the fifth? That we went through all five. What was uh, the last one? The last one was a uh, straight line path of the rod tip. So on the vertical plane and horizontal plane, the rod has to move in a straight line. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Um. There is, just to let you guys know what my casting problems are, is that uh, my biggest thing is number six, straight line path of the rod tip. I have this little, like, when I come back and I do that, like, acceleration stop, like that power snap, Mm -hmm. mine is, like, naturally angled. Right. And so it throws my loops wide. And so when I forward cast, it kind of throws a little flare Oh, because you're not perfectly, like, up and down. Because it looks like, even when you watch my arm and everything, it looks like I'm casting straight. Even if I'm, like, on a sideways plane, it looks like everything's straight. But this goes back to the areas we're fishing, because you've always got some type of canopy that you're trying to cast under or or side Even when you're trying to go up, perfectly up and down, you have this angle to your hand. No, but I'm not saying when I'm fishing... Just your cast in general. Well, I mean, I'm but just if you're like doing that the majority of your time, I mean, like, when you go, like when we go out of place to, like, my buddy Mike's place, right, and there's a lot of overhanging trees, and sometimes you really got to get underneath stuff, I feel like you're doing that 75% of the time that you, know, you, oh, just, yeah. you just automatically no, no, like. No, no, but, he, but here's a difference, Gabe. I am naturally doing that even when I'm trying to make a perfectly straight cast. So here's the problem is that whenever I go fishing, you can apply these rules to a sidearm cast. Straight line path of the rod tip means the same thing even if you're doing okay. a cast like this. But if I'm doing that and I'm still adding naturally like this wrist curve to it, you know what I mean? Like I need to straighten that out so that way when I do those sidearm casts, it's so, more efficient. So really, again, what it sounds like is that a lot of those casts it's I see you do, that the times we fish, we're not bombing casts. Uh, we're not necessarily having to, to double haul. Mm-hmm. That we're just kind of getting lazy when we're fishing in a sense. Yeah, it's micro-analyzing my casting versus yeah. what you do is micro-analyzing the t- flies that I tie. Yeah. And you say, oh, <laughs> yeah. you Shit, uh, did this. Trash. Your flies are trash. Yeah. That's the same thing I think when I look at your cast <laughs> is I'm micro-analyzing But the difference it. is I catch more catfish <laughs> because those fish just come to my fly. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. what we can take away from this is I am perfect at all. <laughs> yeah. No, no. You just know where all the fish are. You just can't get there. You can't catch them. You can't catch them. No, I can get closer. Yeah. <laughs> I can go closer. I can throw my line in. Um, and then the other thing, so, like, I have this, like, natural, like, weird wrist movement. Um that is like I'm trying to spell it us. Yeah, like I'm a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Spectral Patrol. Dog. I think you reposted a story of like some guy dancing with like one of those long. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's, that's what hilarious. it looks like fly yeah. casting. Yeah, yeah, the gymnastics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. old school. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then the other thing is, uh, oh no, well this one was like an Argentinian dance guy that they have this deal where they're like they're spinning, uh-huh. they're spinning stuff. It's like these weighted items and long ribbons. Yeah, well, no, no, not the ribbon part, but there's one that I recently post where it's like this is how I look Euro Euro nymph. This is how Euro nymphers cast, <laughs> and it's and he's he's uh, it almost it's like two pieces of rope 
uh, in each hand, and at the end of it has this, like, I don't know, nub or wooden piece. And the dance is kind of like flamenco where he's hitting the wooden floor, but he's also making, he's hitting it with his hands in those ropes uh, to, to make like a tap dance, not only with his feet, but with those, with those ropes hitting the ground, which is really what you're doing with your own infant casting where you're just, you know, basically over, flipping over heavy flies, you know, and there's really no cast to it. Now I will say I can cast, uh, Smaller and dry flies on that Euro Nymph, even though you don't have fly line because you already have a long taper heavy stuff anyway. You can cast that one. But yeah, I, I, I've been in the presence in some really good casters where you're just like, dang, you know, yeah. like casting, bombing cast with like two weights. It's really oh, pretty. It is pretty. It's beautiful. So the other thing that is my problem that I, uh, there's, and this is kind of a complicated thing, but pushing i mean pulling the rod and not pushing it when you cast especially on the forward cast so when you do a back cast you're pulling the rod naturally so right. i don't have a problem with it on the back cast what i do on the forward cast is i push the rod forward with my arm and what i should be doing is pulling the rod forward yeah you didn't know that no <laughs> it's like a it's like a it's like a micro it's like a micro thought thought process and like just like the way your arm reacts yeah i don't know if you can picture it zach like no i if am you're I'm thinking about it, but i can also figure like some but i feel like there are i do both there are sometimes especially when you're bass fishing right so i kind of get what mm -hmm. gabe's saying in that sense right where like i almost want to push it a little bit because you get that slap you know you get that you know granted it's not the prettiest cast mm -hmm. but it is doing what i want it to do in that moment which yeah. is make a big splash mm -hmm. you know I see what you're saying. Versus, like, I do, like, the traditional cash, cast. I could see, like, pull, pull. 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 It's like I get that. pulling. It's it's weird to think about. But it's like pulling the rod and then right. power. It's like late, late rotation, snap. But, like, I have a tendency to push the rod forward like this. It's just like a micro adjustment, but something I'm trying to work through. Yeah. Push. Don't push, Zach. No, again, if you play golf, this stuff should make sense because they tell you the same thing in hitting a driver. So you're taking that club back. So I'm so bad. At golf. When's our when's our H hole golf trip? I don't know. Ooh, yeah, we we'll go play we'll play around. But yeah, you do this. You're supposed to do the same thing as you do on that on that back. You should feel like you're pulling that 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 uh, grip down. Um, you know, to get to get that that downswing started. Maybe but it's dance. pull, don't push. Yeah. Oh, don't push. But that's my casting instructor uh, certification update. I'm sure we'll talk with Don about it because Don is also going through it. So uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it next week. But that's what I want to talk to you guys about. Kind of give some updates without going into – we went into a lot of detail today, but not without going into too much detail on how my process is going. I like it. Yeah, keep us updated on that process. Um, what are your guys' goals for next year? Catch a carp. Catch a carp. Okay, you said that already. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good goal. Also, I kind of like Gabe's idea. I, I would like to fish the salt more because mm -hmm. I feel like as an angler, like, I'm getting warm water, like, hill country down pretty well. I love trout. Like, like trout, once you figure it out, like, at least once you figure out an area, but, like. Yeah, I mean, I think I get, I get, I have trout fishing. I have warm water down pretty well. I think for me, the next thing I really want to focus on and tackle is I would like to become a better salt angler because right, right now I'm not a great salt angler. Yeah, to be able to to go right, and you know you're not going to get skunked. 
Right, exactly. Or even if I do, it's something that not because of anything I right was doing. Right. right. Like I know, like now, if I go and I get skunked when I'm trout fishing or if I'm bass fishing, it's usually right. Like nine times out of ten, it's not on me. Right. It's on. It's on. Like nobody's having a good day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something's off. There's whatever. But yeah. Right, but like when I go to saltwater, like a lot of things I'm doing is yeah. making it harder for me. You know, and I want, and that's just from lack of experience. Because the more you do something, the better you get. Mm-hmm. And I don't go out saltwater fishing enough, but also the last couple of times we've been out there, it's been like easy. And it's, it's, it's shown me that it's not as intimidating as what we all, or at least as what I had made saltwater fishing to be, mm-hmm. knowing that I can go out there and it's a little bit easier. So that's uh, so, so more saltwater fishing and catch carp. Nice, Gabe. Just overall fishing. I mean, I uh, so exact. I've fly tied more in the last, you know, six months than I have in the last six years easily. So uh, doing more of that and, and going out and, and actually fishing more, um, that's the plan. Saltwater for sure, but my mine is more so uh, in the surf. Uh, I do want to get a, a two-handed six-weight or seven-weight rod uh, to, to fly fish the surf and, and just have fun with that. Um, but yeah, yeah, just more some more trips and and more tie-in and, and just more overall being involved in, in fly fishing. I think the last couple of years is just, oh, we've got the real recovery. We've got casting for recovery coming up. Oh, I need to tie some flies. And then that was the extent of it. Maybe fish the Friday before everything gets started, do the weekend, and then every you know chill out yeah. again and for another three months. You also are taking on more responsibility at real recovery this year. I am. I am. Um, in, in doing the uh, – the uh, participant um, uh, coordinator, uh, you which excited? is not bad. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, I've seen you do it. I've been there enough times. Like I, we had such a good group. You know, it. It. I'm not worried about it at all. You know that. I think the only sucky thing is just like not being able to fish, but still, you know, being able to to be a cheerleader and and uh, and do all that. You got to be the boss. Fun. Be the balls. Gabe. Yeah, but even then, it's not too bad. I mean, like I said, I think we've got a good group of people. No, um, that we don't really have to worry about, you know, waking up late other than you, uh, and being there on time. <laughs> it's okay if the boss is late, <laughs> but I'm not gonna be the boss next retreat. So. It's okay, if the boss is. Late. Hey, I've made it on time every every time. It cut it close. Yeah, yeah, it cut it close. But you were there. So that's all that matters. So that's why I'm not really worried about it at all. Um, but yeah, I think that's like I said. That was the only downside is not. The only reason you get up early is because you don't stay up and party like the rest of us. I do. No, uh, no, Gabe, you're like. I just like to have like a nice nine. bathroom by myself in the morning <laughs> when the first one at the. <laughs> I know for a fact you don't party. <laughs> we stay up till one. Gabe's in bed by nine thirty. Nine forty-five. <laughs> nine forty-five. No, it's fine. Um, no, I s- we stayed up. I didn't stay. I didn't stay up to like three o'clock the last time you guys said, but I went. Went to sleep at midnight. I didn't stay up that late either. Some guys stayed up till 3. Yeah, I, I went to bed about 1. I did not stay up as late as some of those guys. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a good year. Knock on wood. It's going to be a good year. And this year, you know, wasn't terrible. It wasn't, you know, a lot of cool stuff we did. Um, very eventful year than it was the year before for sure. So, um, you know, I got got good things going. I'm excited. I'm excited for next year. Yeah, I'm, and I'm for my goals. uh like the boat, getting the boat set up, going out and fishing more this year, I'm excited about. I got another Smith River trip lined out, so I'm excited for that. want to make sure that goes smoothly. Um, I don't know. 
What are our what are our podcast goals? We haven't talked about that. Double our our subscribers. Ooh, yeah. Subscribers or listeners? Listeners, subscribers, whatever. Have some people uh participate in I was the Honey Hole Hates Trash. Yeah. Ooh, yes, that each month cuz we're gonna, and I would like to have a consistent, you know, giveaway every or doing every two or every quarter. I think every uh every 3 months is what we yep, said. Yeah, every 3 months. So, I think that would be a really cool goal to have. That way we're consistently ready to go. Yep. Yeah. Anything else? No. Get a celebrity on, get a Yeah, get a celebrity on. Jim. Our goal for 2023 is to have a celebrity on. Yeah. And you can help us make that happen. And more promos. More promos and giveaways, I think, I think will be good. And if you know a celebrity. Yeah. What what, what constitutes a celebrity? Uh, somebody who's more famous than me. Okay. Well, we've had a lot of people. <laughs> 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 we've already had quite a few celebrities. <laughs> no, I mean, that's good. That's good. Yeah. All right, boys. Anything else you all want to cover? I think I'm good. All right. I'm good. Well, everybody, everybody, we hope you had a fantastic holiday season. We hope you got all your favorite fishing gear for Christmas. Right. We hope you have a fantastic new year, and you are excited. New year, new beginnings, new starts. It's all the exciting stuff. Same we, podcast. Same <laughs> podcast. <laughs> same time. <laughs> and don't forget that in 2023, if you want to be an H-hole, you need to follow the 10 Honey Hole Charlatan Tenants. <laughs> Goodbye. Look in the description below to find links to our website, online store, YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Discord server, and blog. Please send your podcast questions and inquiries to info at honeyholeangling.com. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you again next week. H-Hole King out.